Hi, everyone. Today, we are talking about one of my most passionate, favorite, life-changing things ever, in my humble opinion. (laughs) It's not my idea. I just get to share it, so I think I can say that. (laughs) But yeah, if you are sick of being stuck or you want to prevent yourself from getting stuck again, please keep listening. This is going to be good stuff. Don't you just hate when you realize when you're trying to do something, you're trying to accomplish something, that it's you (laughs) that is in your own way. Like you can't blame anybody else. You can't blame your environment. And you recognize, ah, shoot, this is on me. Well, if you do feel that way, whether a lot or maybe just once in a while, no, you are absolutely not alone in that feeling because we all, I feel like this is a dramatic term, but it kind of is the truth. We all self-sabotage a lot, actually. When we want to go forward, we want to really own something, but then we keep procrastinating or we keep stepping back in fear or we just avoid or right, the list goes on. But you are not alone if you are doing this. And like I started the episode saying, today we're talking about one of my biggest, most passionate concepts. And it really can be broken down into three sections. That's why I called this the three ways that you're self-sabotaging and how you can stop. And because I'm pulling from this concept of victim consciousness, I don't know if you've heard of victim consciousness before. In psychology world, in spiritual world, personal development world in general, It really is, it's funny because it's the foundation, I would argue, to any sort of growth, but it is the most subtle, most difficult thing to master because we are in a world, we're like swimming in a fishbowl of victim consciousness. And so this is something that we just are going to not going to, we are just not going to wake up one morning and say, huh, I'm not living life as a victim or as a rescuer or as a blamer. Those are the terms we're going to cover here. Like we can't set that expectation for ourselves. We got to hold it gently here. But when we start to look at these concepts and embody them and choose a new way, which I'll describe here in a second, things change. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in the life of people I love, in the lives of clients. This is the good stuff, I'm telling you. And so let me just read this. I have it pulled up because it's written more eloquently than I could probably just spit out here. <laughs> So we are all living as if life is happening to us instead of for us, unless we take full ownership and responsibility for our personhood and our lives. And doing so requires a level of awareness we aren't biologically wired 
to function in. So let me just key in on that last part I said there, that we aren't biologically wired to function in. And what I mean by that is, right, our beautiful minds and our beautiful bodies, first and foremost, are created for safety, right? We want to make sure we are safe, we are good. But sometimes that doesn't actually help us in living the bold, beautiful, expansive lives that we want. And so we play victim. We try to shape-shift our way through life instead of fully taking ownership and responsibility for not only the external parts of our life, but our emotional and internal well-being as well. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to look at those three key concepts that I talked about, those three areas in which you may be most likely living on the victim consciousness triangle. So I want you to visualize a triangle right now in the three corners. Each of those have these sections. And these are each postures and energies in which that we go about our lives unless we choose to take full ownership instead. Cool? So the first part. The first way that you may be self-sabotaging is living life, right? It's in the name itself, as a victim. So that's this idea, this energy that life is happening to me. It's happening to me. And it's so subtle and so pervasive, like the concept of time. I didn't have enough time. What did you just do to yourself? You just made yourself a victim of time. No. What would ownership look like in this moment? It would look like I chose to not use my time in that way. Right? I know. It like calls you out. Because I don't know about you. I use that one a lot. But right? We can do this in our relationships too. They made me feel angry. They made me feel insecure. Mm Mm-mm. No one makes you feel anything. You feel something. Sure, someone might spur something on, but they don't make you feel anything. And we can really, again, look at this concept within ourselves. But once you kind of see the world like this in your own life, you will not be able to look externally in culture, on the news, in media, the same. It is all victim consciousness it's crazy even the concept of like I can't do that I can't start my own business because of xyz right fill in the blank I can't go to that event because I get really nervous talking to people don't play victim (laughs) at least right we're allowed to be fearful there are hard things that happen in life that we are victims to That's not, this is not taking away from the hard things that you may have gone through. But this is talking about your response and your reaction after those things. I know this is tough stuff, (laughs) but I'm so passionate about it because like I said, it is the changing point to all of it, truly. And so number one, self-sabotaging by living life as a victim you are not a victim. 
You are whole, you are healed, you are free. You just have to choose to embody that and integrate it. All right, cool. Number two, way you might be self-sabotaging yourself on the victim consciousness triangle is enabling slash rescuing. This is so celebrated in our culture of taking responsibility for other people when it's their responsibility to take care of themselves. And I'm not saying that it's not great and beautiful to help people and support them, but we each, I almost picture each of us have our own bubble and our own boundaries of what we are self-responsible for. And so often we dip our fingers into each other's little bubbles and say, oh, I got it. I can do it for you. And right, it's so celebrated. Oh my gosh, you're so nice for doing that for them. But oftentimes, and again, this can be a big, a big act of something, of saving someone essentially, or emotionally, really subtly, in your words and how you approach something. But when we do that, we typically aren't doing it for the best interest of another person. Who? I know it hurts. (laughs) The truth hurts. We're doing it for ourselves because for some reason that we're uncomfortable by someone else. And so we're going to just try to take it over and take control and do it. And what does that end up doing to the other person in the long run? Sure, maybe in the moment they might have a sense of relief, but you actually just made them a victim. Look at my words, made them a victim. (laughs) And you pushed them to be small when they are not small. And it's sometimes really scary to do that, right? Because we don't want to see the people in our lives fall and struggle. But if we keep picking them up in the ways that they are supposed to do for themselves, we are not helping in the long run. And we are not helping ourselves because we continue to stay small then. We continue to play the rescuer instead of leaning into our own power and our own responsibility. And that's where there's such an opportunity to have a paradigm shift, I believe, of Focusing on ourselves, and again, that is so, (laughs) right, looked down upon oftentimes of, oh my gosh, you need to focus on other people, can't focus just on yourself. But I so subscribe to the belief more and more, I feel like every day, when we are so committed to our own joy, our own fullness, our own fulfillment, our own wholeness, our own healing, that we are only going to be in abundance and overflow and focused on the people around us in the best ways. When we are lit up, when we are in alignment, that is when we are in best service to the world. But we can't do that when we are so focused on saving other people. So I don't know. Do you resonate with that one? And you can resonate with all of these in different areas of life in different ways. Totally, totally real. The third one is the blamer. So similar to the victim, but instead, I almost picture someone pointing their finger. It's their fault I feel this way. It's the teacher's fault that I got a bad grade on my test rather than, right? I should have studied more for that test. You see what I mean? See what's happening here? Because when we are blaming all the time, It is one exhausting, oh my gosh, but it does not progress us forward in any way if we just continue to blame people. 
And again, it might not be as blunt as the examples I gave, but in our minds, it might be. And it might be really subtle, but the effects might be really impactful in how we're living the lives of living our lives rather. So all of this really is a shift of power that keeps you out of your power. It's a shift of power that keeps you out of your power. And like I've already been pointing to, how do we not live in those three ways? How do we not self-sabotage ourselves and our lives in the victim, blamer, rescuer ways? We take ownership and full responsibility for ourselves. We stop blaming. We stop playing the victim. We stop rescuing. And we just own our own space. And for some of us, that might feel really weird because it would feel really new. Because probably for a lot of us, we grew up in families that were drenched in victim consciousness. And so it's all we know. But if you're listening to this, I am pretty certain that you are someone that really cares about living an intentional and full life. And this is such the path to continuing to do so. And so what does that mean to take ownership and full responsibility? One way is to feel your feels. <laughs> Stop ignoring your feelings. Let them pass. Let them move through you. When you feel sad, when you feel angry, when you feel joyful, own it for yourself. That's it. Not because it's caused by something else. Not because it's triggered. Like, just... Be in your feelings. Also, to communicate your needs is another one to take ownership and responsibility. Communicating your needs. This one is hard. Every single day, I feel like I am still continu continuing to learn this. Of One, asking myself, identifying my needs, number one. And then asking for them. That's a huge way. Number three in this is to stop abandoning yourself for other people. Hmm. How often do we do that? Right? It's the rescuer concept. Why do we continuing why do we continue to stop honoring ourselves in our fullness? It's because I don't believe at the core of who we are, we believe that we are good enough, that we are worthy enough. And it's only going to be when you actually believe that, that you deserve to be first and foremost in your ownership and in your power, that this is going to shift. You have to believe you're deserving. You have to believe that you are good. And again, it might feel weird because you might feel like the only one that walks into the room and actually believes that you're good, but you have to. And then another way to take full ownership and responsibility is to forgive yourself when you do make a mistake. Instead of blaming, instead of playing victim, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, I did say that and it was hurtful. Yeah, I didn't have the best purest intention there. We are so human and we so make mistakes and you're allowed to. But if you don't embrace the shadow of that, of those parts of yourself that feel scary, 
you're going to continue to stay on the cycle of the victim triangle. And you are going to continue to not live as full and as bright as you deserve to. I want to share one more component of this whole concept. And this is inspired by Michael Beckwith, who is an incredible spiritual leader who I've learned so much from. And he really, really is passionate also about sharing the concept of victim consciousness. And he has these four stages of growth. And I just think they're really great. So as we're thinking about taking the full ownership and responsibility for our lives, here are almost in a sense, right? It's this stuff isn't really linear. Words, right, are helpful, helpful constructs to help us kind of wrap our brains around it. But growth is all over the place, right? So in the path of getting off the victim triangle, here are the four stages to do so. Right? Number one, the to me. You're recognizing, right? You're on the triangle. To me. You're getting off the triangle. So picture <laughs> you're standing on it, standing on the triangle. To me. You take a step off. You recognize that life happens by me. That you, huh, can create your own reality. What? We'll talk so much more about that in this podcast. But that, oh, the energy I bring to a conversation can actually shift how it goes. It's a, the recognition of your influence in your own life and in the life of others. The next stage, further off, this progression of ascension, essentially, off the victim triangle is through me. The recognition, oh, there's a bigger power, bigger than me. This isn't just about me creating my reality. This is about me being a conduit of something bigger than myself, of being a vessel. I love that word. And we just get to surrender and be attuned and share. Hmm. That's some powerful stuff when you're in that mode. And the fourth, this one is so high up there that it's difficult sometimes, but it's as me. This concept that we can become so fully integrated with who we were created to be and the energy of truth that's going on that by just showing up into a room that that is our power that we are so connected to the divine or whatever that concept means to you that we get to just move mountains by being ourselves isn't that so different than living as a victim? It's so different and an opportunity that we all get to explore and all get to do. In all of this stuff, because it's a lot, I know, I just, I'm a fire hose person here. And that's just the point of this is just to share these things, start a conversation, let you chew on them, whatever you want to do with it. But I want to leave you with an exercise. And I'm calling this the life audit. Um, I'll post this on Instagram too. Um, but I want you to think about all areas of your life. The list I have here is your spiritual life, your relationships, your career, your finances, your friendship and your your friendships and your physical health. And I want you to identify which stage to me, by me, through me, as me, the ones that we just did, which one resonates with those areas? The most 
And if you are in the to me stage still, which side of the triangle, which part of the self-sabotaging point you resonate most with? So victim, rescuer, or blamer. And then if you are in one of those, if you find yourself in victim mode, in rescue mode, in blamer mode, in one of those areas of your life, what needs to shift on the inside to, for you to get your power back? What needs to shift? Can you do that? Food for thought. And remember, if you listened to the last episode of the concept of judgment versus observation, there's no shame you need to invite into this. Just notice your thoughts. Just notice your feelings in your body. What needs to shift for you to get your power back? I hope that this concept felt supportive. And it, right, this is just 101 high level. We could, I could talk about this all day and would love to talk about it with you. But I also hope that it gives you hope because you, yeah, you don't have to be a victim. You are so much more powerful than you think. So get after it, show up, and continue to create the beautiful life that you are here to live. If you got something out of this episode, would you pass it along to a friend who you think would learn something as well? I think growing together is the most powerful, magical thing that we can do for ourselves. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you want more good stuff, I invite you to head to my website at taylormay.co. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R-M-A-E dot C-O for all the good stuff. I'm easy to find. So I'll see you around. Thank you so much. 